0: Hey, um, we're in a, a new series called Road Trip. We are talking about uh, epic road trips. Um... Last week we talked about this, our spiritual life, like being a Christian, is this road trip. It's a long journey. There's times it's really, really tough. There's times we have flat tires. There's times we're really, really, really close to God. And there's times when we feel really, really far away from God. We said we have to be resilient and kind of bounce back. We use this rubber band illustration that that we bounce back towards God all the time. That we have to be resilient, resilient people when it comes to our spiritual life and our lives in general. Uh, So um, I want you to do real quick, I'm going to give you 30 seconds, talk to somebody next to you. Um, In the last year, where have you been on a road trip? 30 seconds, go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, real quick, shh, listen up, hopefully you've been on a road trip before, if not, put that on your bucket list, it's worth doing, I love road trips, that's one reason why I love youth ministry is because it is a, we go on lots and lots of road trips, like next weekend we go skiing, it's a few hours, five or six hours up to West Virginia, but I love the road trip aspect of it. The crazy thing is this, back in the day when I was um, even 10 or 15 years ago, road, doing a road trip was totally different because you had to, to bust out a paper map. It's crazy, I know, no technology, and these maps were like you needed a Harvard degree to refold them back to where they usually got. Um, it was just crazy, and you had to map out like direction by direction. Okay, I'm going to get on this highway, then I'm going to get on this street, I'm going to do this and that. We, you'd have to map it out, it was just crazy. And back in the day, you get lost all the time because you didn't have Siri or you didn't have Google Maps, like pointing you and directing you everywhere you should go. You just didn't have it. it. It was not a not a good thing. Many times, reading maps for some people, it's like a foreign language. They have no idea how to do it. I think nowadays, if we had to go back to reading old school maps, we'd probably be the same way. Lots of people would be lost. Like, what in the world do we do? What's the next step? How do I get from here to there? You see, whether you're using Siri to take you somewhere, or whether you're using uh, your parents' GPS in the car, or whether you're using Google Maps, whatever it is that you like to use to get you from, from here to there, or whatever your parents like to use as they're driving you, here's what you need. You've got to have a list of turns, like what's next. Like this is where I'm supposed to go, this is how we're going to get here. I'm going to turn onto this street, this highway, it's so far here. It's one of those things where you have to have, you have to follow the steps turn by turn. And if you think about it, life's not much different than that. You guys right now are turn by turn, you're, you're mapping your life. If you're in seventh grade right now, you're mapping that, and the next turn you're going to make is going to be summertime, and the turn after that is eighth grade, and you're now the big dog in, in, in middle school. Let's say you're a a senior in high school. The next turn that's going to happen is in May, and you're going to graduate, and then there's going to be another turn, whether it be to college or career or to the Army or whatever it is you're going to do. There are these turns that take place all through our lives. Our lives are like these turn-by-turn navigations. Sports is the same way. It's turn-by-turn. You get better and better by training and, and by by being on the field, by being on the mat. You get better and better, whether it be band, whether it be whatever it is. It's a turn by turn. You and I are following these directions and we're trying to get to where we want to go. On this road trip we call life. But I wonder this. Have you ever in your mind just thought this question? And I have often. And I still to this day. This question comes up a lot. Have you ever thought about how God wants to direct like what next turn that God wants for your life? Like maybe it's a really small turn? Maybe it's simply a veer? Have you veer left or right here? Maybe it's make a small move. And have you ever just thought that that God wants to turn by turn really have some direction in our lives, much like we would think? Maybe the thoughts never occurred to you that God would really want to direct your life and, and give you some turn-by-turn navigation to, to get you to the place where he wants you to be. I mean, some of you are sitting here, you're like, come on, man. God really does not have a plan for middle school students. He just doesn't, or high school students. When I get into, to be an adult, that's when God will begin to show me what I'm supposed to do, show me what I'm supposed to be, tell me and show me what he really sees in me. And guys, I just want to tell you that that's, that's not true. I know right now you're feeling like, man, I need permission for everything, like permission to go out this weekend with my friends. I need permission to use my phone certain hours. I need permission slips to do everything. And you're thinking, man, I don't even control my life, so why in the world would God want to to use me and say, you know, why would he really have a plan for me when I'm not really in control of a lot of things in my life? But here's what I want to tell you tonight, and I hope you understand that God has a plan for you. It's not always as clear as Siri or Google Maps. But there are some things like turn-by-turn things. He wants us to veer right or veer left sometimes. He wants us to make some corrections. Sometimes he wants to reroute us because we're going the wrong way. But there are all these things that he wants to direct us. And he has this this plan for our life. And why wouldn't he? You know, why wouldn't God have a plan for your life? I mean, just think about it this way. God created, let's say, fish. All right, fish that are in in the sea or fresh water. And he's got a plan for them. Like, he has a plan for for them. Like, he uses, why in the world are there crashing waves at the ocean? Because God has a plan for that, and he uses it all throughout nature. He's got a plan for directing those waves and directing fish and things like that. Why in the world? I mean, God has this incredibly detailed plan for how humans get oxygen that our lungs would take in the oxygen and that would then go into our blood and it would make us be able to do what we need to do. He's got all these plans going on, waves and lungs and fish and all these things. Why in the world would he not have a plan for your life? Maybe you've never thought that. Maybe you've heard it a million times. It's that old slogan that you hear from old people like me. God's got a plan for your life, you know? And when old people tell you that, shh, you know what? Those old people are right. If God's gonna have a plan for fish and waves and, and lungs, God has a detailed plan he, in this road trip of our lives that he is wanting to use us and, and wanting to tell us of where we should go. And maybe you're just feeling like, you know what, so what? Or maybe you really believe that he does have a plan for your life. You're like, right now, Brian, I am just trying to figure out how to pass math this semester. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how not to get crammed in a locker again, okay? (laughs) Maybe you're just trying to figure out, you know, what's, how am I going to convince my phone to get the next, my my parents to get that next phone upgrade? I mean, these are the things that we're thinking about. We're not thinking about the big things sometimes, that God wants to direct us and move us and shake us and have us veer and reroute us and all these things. We're not thinking many times about this plan that he has. We just continue business as usual. We go to school, we go to sports, we go to church, we go to clubs, we do whatever we do on the weekend, and many times we look in the mirror and are like, man, my directions aren't that bad. I'm doing okay directing myself. This is okay. I figured it out. But what if I told you that God just isn't interested in later? I've tried to tell you that tonight, that he's not just waiting for you to be dull, that right now that God has a plan for your life. He wants you to do certain things. He wants you to do this and that. And we're going to look at a guy tonight who God directs his path in a really, really big way. We looked at this guy last week. We're looking at him on Sunday mornings. His name is Paul. Paul was a guy who was killing Christians and hunting them down until he was on this road trip, we talked about it last week, and he meets Jesus on the road. Bright light comes from Damas- on the road to Damascus, and his life changes. He goes from persecuting people to being persecuted. He goes from, you know, wanting to shut the church down to planting churches. This epic road trip he has changes everything. And it's not just this one time that God says, whoa, 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 Paul, I want to reroute you. Whoa, 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 Paul, I wanna, we're going to turn left here. God continues to use Paul and has a plan for his life and if he has a plan for Paul's life the good news is he has one for yours your life as well here's where we find Paul if we're going to look at a a, bu- a scripture here there's a bunch of weird places where he traveled I'm probably going to butcher th- 75% of them, okay? But we're just going to go with it, all right? So here's where we find Paul. He's on another road trip because that's what he does. He is this missionary, and he's always road tripping. I love that about Paul. So here's where we find him. Paul and his companions. So he's not, you can't road trip alone, man. You've got to have your people with you. So he's got his companions with him, and they're traveling throughout the region of Perga and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. So here God's saying, whoa, 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 whoa. And that's what God says sometimes. He says, stop, I want you over here, and that's what happens here, Paul gets the stop from God, and some of you have that right now, and you're like, God, why are you putting the stops on this, why are you hitting the brakes on this, he does the same thing to Paul, I don't want you to go there, don't go there, all right, God says, don't go there, and he goes here, and he says, when they came to the border of Mycia, they tried to enter another weird town, But watch, God wants to once again. Paul, I'm going to veer you off here. Because God has this plan for our life. And many times, if we're not listening, we're not going to know. And here's what happens. The Spirit of God would not allow them to. So they passed by, so they went past Maisha, and they went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. It's a vision of a man in Macedonia. Standing and begging him. So here's his dream. There's a dude in his dream, and the dude in his dream was like, hey, hey, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, here's the cool part. He obeyed. Like God says, I want you to turn here. I want to reroute you. I want you to veer. I want you to turn left. I want you to stop. I love this about Paul. He obeyed. We got ready at once to leave for Macedonia concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This church in Macedonia is called the Church of Philippi. It's the one we're looking at Sunday mornings. And here, Paul has this crazy vision. He has this vision, this dream of a guy in Macedonia saying, it's kind of the northern part of Greece. And he's saying, hey, 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 I want you to come here and preach the gospel. I don't want you to go there. He gets the stop. But then he's told, I want you to go there. Basically, God reroutes Paul. He puts him on a totally different place from going there to going here. He totally reroutes him. And it's interesting. I love that Paul just says, you know what? I'm going to obey and I'm going to do it. And he gets ready and he goes to Macedonia. Paul continues to listen to God and just say, hey, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it, man. And I want you to know this. Paul followed God one step at a time. And that's what you need to do. Some of you are thinking about four steps in advance. You're trying to think what's even going to happen next year or four years down the road or where you're going to be. And that's good. We need to think ahead. But sometimes in life, you just need to say, okay, I need to just take the next step. If we take the next step in the direction that God would want us to go, it changes things. It just does. In order for what happened, Paul had to be willing to take the next step where God was leading him. Even when he didn't know where it was going to go. Some of you are going to face that many times. Like you don't know where God's taking you. Why is he making me this person's friend? Why is he using me here at school? Why is he wanting me to do this? Why, why, why? Paul doesn't know. He just knows that that's where God wants him to go. And he says, I will go. Here's a crazy thing. When you're riding in the car with your mom or dad, your brother or sister, whoever it may be, and the GPS is on. The GPS is, is on, and Siri or Google tells you, or the G- Garmin tells you. Does anybody hardly ever question that? No, we just, many times we go wherever it tells us. Sometimes there's times, obviously, when we, we question it. But most of the time, here's what we do. Turn right. What do we do? Right. Bam, we turn right. All right, here's the thing. Shh. We don't even wonder if this thing, this little machine in our car is leading us astray. We don't even care. Uh, It's simply we just, hey, Siri and Google know more than I know how to get there. So we just go wherever it tells us. Because it has the whole map. It has the patterns of traffic. It has all these things to reroute us. It's crazy. It's crazy how it just directs us this way. But here's the thing. When God tells you to do something. Here's what we do. Why? why? Why do you want me to befriend that person? Why, why God, do you want me to forgive that person? And when we question him and we're like, you know, the, the, the GPS tells us to turn left. God tells us to turn left. And we're like, no, dude, definitely not doing that. I'm definitely not doing that. Because many times we believe that God doesn't know what he's up to. You see, having a destination in mind is great, but trusting God for your direction is even, even better. There's a couple ways we can know where he wants us to go. You've got to be listening to God's word and read things like this about Paul. how He was saying, okay, this is what I want you to do, and we have to know scripture, and we have to have good friends in our life that would help us map our lives out and take direction. We've got to have some prayer in our life. We've got to have some older, wiser people that said, man, I've been down that road, dude, and you don't want to travel it. We need those kind of people in our lives that can help us change direction and help us here where God is wanting us to go. There's lots of times in my life, but there's one I definitely think back to, um, where God began to direct me. I was out of high school and I thought what I was going to do and be is I was going to be a Florida State Trooper. Some of you heard this story 12 times. You can come up here and tell it, but too bad, I'm going to tell it one more time. I wanted to be a State Trooper, okay? That's what I was gonna do. I was gonna be a police officer. I just wanted to help people. I want to do something that would help people, so that's what I was gonna be. And then slowly, God started to say, Brian, I want you to reroute. And it wasn't a big thing where I, uh, God talked to me in the night or anything like that. I wish it would have been. It was a step-by-step thing. My youth minister asked me to help out at a week of middle school camp. So, first step, God says, hey, I want you to serve. And I said, I'll obey and I'll serve. So I took that turn. That week, he said, I want you to do this and that. And I I did that that week. I said, okay, you want me to do that, God? I'll, I'll do that. And beneath that week when I took these small little steps and small little steps, it came to Friday night, and we were sitting around a campfire like campfire is always awesome at camp. I love it. And that's where I was just sitting there that night and I'm like, God, you want me to reroute everything and you want me to do, you want me to be a youth minister. And it was those small steps. It wasn't an overnight thing. It was these small steps where I just said. God, you want me to keep going this way? Okay. You want me to reroute? I'll I'll keep going this way. And He's continued to do that. And there's times in my life where I'm still saying, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to be about? Because it's so hard many times to know what God wants us to do. It's just hard. But here's the thing His direction is better. His direction is better. God not only has a plan for your future, he has a plan for your today. So I want to wrap up this. I want to wrap up with this. So so how do we trust God to get us to the right place? How do we trust God to get us there? What do we do? The first thing to know where he wants you to go is this. You, You have to know God to trust God. You just have to. You have to know God to trust God. We can't trust someone we don't know. We are taught since we're tiny little kids. If we don't know somebody, we scream stranger danger, right? I mean, it's just what we do. No, I'm not getting in the van, okay? I don't care if you have candy or puppies in there. Shh, shh. So here's the thing. The secret to trusting God with turning left or right or rerouting your life or the next step you're going to take tomorrow or tonight is this you've got to trust God. And to trust God, you've got to know him. To to trust anybody, you have to know them. You're not going to trust me if you don't know me. You're just not. So you've got to get to know God and say, is this God worth me trusting? Is he worth me turning left or right? Is he worth me rerouting my life? Is he worth it? Maybe you're here and you really don't know much about God. You just don't. You have to learn about God to know to trust him to go left or right and what he wants you to do in your life. I put on, I threw on the app today. There's this little thing, if you want to read it when you get home tonight, maybe you don't know a lot about God. I put a, a little five-page reading and it's all about God. So you can look at it and you can say, is this God worth me following? And it talks about that he's loving and he's just and it has all these things where you can read verbatim about who God is. Maybe tonight you're like, I'm not going to ask that question, should I trust God? But maybe tonight you can go home and you download our little app and you click on there and it's just like you're trying to go to sleep and you're reading about God. And you're like, that sounds like a God I would say, yes, I'll turn left or right. Yes, I'll veer. Yes, I'll reroute. Yes, I would love, love to do that because when someone says trust me we have two reactions it's yes or why should i last couple things he's worthy of our trust you see god's not like me he's not like other people that you know he he never lies he never fails people his promises are true he's good and he's loving and he cares and lastly is this do you really have a a sensible alternative There's times in my life where I like to direct my life, and usually it doesn't lead to anywhere good. It leads to a lot of pride in my life. Many times it leads to pain in my life when I am in control. There's been other times where I let the crowd tell me where to go, like when I was young, I was a, a kind of a crowd follower and some, some friends that I was around with and they would lead me to things that I didn't want to be a part of and I would just be like, why in the world am I letting these people show me and tell me what to do? This world would love to tell you, this is what you have to believe, this is what you have to wear, this is what you have to think, this world would love to direct your path. Here's the thing, there's no other sensible alternative than letting God show us what to do. So my question is this, Will you trust him? When he asks you to go and talk to that person, when he asks you to forgive, when he asks you to get up and serve, when you feel God leading you, will you go and veer to the left or right? If things are falling apart in your life, will you reroute and you come back to God? Because here's your next step. The first thing is to trust him. And the second one is just this. Would you just obey him? Because as you begin to obey God, he'll begin to do crazy, good things in your life. When you begin to obey God, like he says, hey, I want you to love these people. If you love them, good things will happen. If we will just simply obey in the really, really small things, God will begin to direct your life. Like I obeyed God and said, hey, I want you to serve at this week at camp, and it changed my life. Just because I said, yes, I'll do what you want me to do, God. Small thing led to a really, really big thing 20 years later. One of my favorite things is to watch God do this in you. I've been a youth minister for like 17 years now. And it is so cool to watch God take students and be like, "Ah, we're going to go this way now. And see how he uses you. It's one thing I just love sitting back and just watching. How God uses you in your schools and your families. And as you grow, he continues to use you. I love, I love watching that. Would you continue to let God use you? Because this spiritual life is a road trip. It is step by step, it's turn by turn. If you will just trust and obey God, watch where this journey will take you. Watch where this road trip will take you. That's what Jesus did on the cross, he trusted God, he he obeyed and he went to the cross and he died. I'm so glad that he trusted his father and he obeyed his father because it meant grace for me and for you. I'm gonna pray, I wanna give you one instruction after I pray. And then we'll head off to our groups. Let's pray. God, I know there's some people in here right now and they don't know which way to go. They got friends pointing them down the road this way. There's peer pressure and popularity pulling them to go down the other way. This culture is saying you've got to go this way and that way. And there's you, God. You created us. And as a creator, you say, man, I would love for you to go this way or that way. God, will we just listen? Will we trust you that you have something great for our lives, not when we're old, but when we're, right, like today, that you want to lead us and guide us? Will we just trust you, and when you, we hear or when we sense that you're telling us, hey, I want you to go and forgive, or I want you to go and love, or I want you to go and serve, or I want you to go and just show respect to parents? Like, if we would just trust in the really, really small things, one step at a time, this journey becomes so much better. As we trust and obey you, it leads to better things. God, if we're off the path tonight, would you help us come back and just listen to you and follow you? Lord, we thank you for this time. We can look at your word. Thanks for Paul and his his example to us. Thank you for your example on the cross. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.